Hello, family and friends. I'm honored today to have my good friend Terry Maggard, who's from the Indianapolis area now and from many other places previous. So maybe Terry will talk about that a little bit. But he and his wife, Brooke, have seven children. And sure happy to have you here today, Terry. Well, let's go to the Lord in prayer. Father, we're just so thankful for your son, Jesus, that he paid the price at Calvary for all of us. And all we have to do is choose to receive that gift by receiving Jesus and his lordship in our life, Father. Anybody today that doesn't know Jesus, I pray that this is going to be their day to receive Jesus as their Lord and Savior. So speak through us today, Father. Thank you for your presence. In Jesus' precious name we pray. Amen. Amen. Well, Terry, it's so good to have you. And one of the things that I've always admired about you is you, you like to talk about Jesus, and that's my favorite topic. <laughs> it's and, mine too, Greg. <laughs> amen. And it identifies really who we are, right? If we're not excited about Jesus, we don't really want to talk about him. And so I appreciate your passion. I'm just going to go ahead and let you get started today. Yeah, thank you, Greg. And I'll say a short prayer here as well. Lord, let the words that I share today on this podcast be a blessing. Let them be a, be from you and not of me. Let my story grab a hold of someone that doesn't have a relationship with you. And Lord, I prayerfully pray that it does bring them to salvation. And I pray this in my Jesus' precious and holy name. Amen. Amen. Greg, I want to share with your listeners four parts. I've broken them down into before Christ, Christ on the shelf, walking with Christ, and then I want to end with Romans 12, 2. Greg, I was one of those guys growing up. I was it. I was captain of sports teams in high school, who's who, American high school students, junior, senior, class president, class vice president. I was even voted the best looking. I know that's hard to imagine. Oh, man. I have some... <laughs> I have some family members tell me I was the only boy in, in, in my grade. But, you know, I was walking on, I'm pretty proud of myself when I entered into college. And I will say I did not grow up as a Christian. In fact, that was never discussed. That was never part of my upbringing. What was part of my upbringing is love your country, love your family, and then it's up to you to go out there and uh, grab the world by the tail and make something of it. So I had a good old dose of it's all about me. I would get married after college, and I would start working on owning a house, having a job, marriage, and having children, yep. and trying to do it at a level that would cause people to stop and say, wow, look at Terry. He's got it made. What a gifted person. What a great guy. And I carried that pride for several years, and I remember my wife at the time started going to church, and I had a customer that I had befriended, and we were going out to lunch on a regular basis when I would visit him, and I come to learn he, he is a Christian, and he, uh, he started witnessing to me, and my wife's going to church, and I would go to church from time to time just to placate her, mm -hmm. but most of the time I stayed home on Sundays while the kids and her went to church. Well, he finally put it to me one, one time. He goes, well, it seems like you're interested about this thing. And I said, I don't know. He says, you're a smart guy, Terry. Let me ask you to do something for me. I said, okay, what is it? He says, I want you to prove that Jesus Christ is either who he says he is or he isn't. I said, well, how do I go about doing that? So he gave me some books to read and some, some guidance and mentoring. And he said, if you'll take this seriously... 
you'll have an answer to your question about whether or not Christianity is for you. So I took it seriously. And after a year of diving into it, I came to the conclusion that Jesus Christ is who he says he is. And I asked him to forgive me. Praise God. But I would put Jesus on the shelf. That's part two. Mm-hmm. I would get back into my old ways. In other words, Christ calls us to take off the old man, the filthy rags, and put on Christ every day. Amen. Well, I, was still, I am still a prideful person. I still struggle with that. And so my career started going different directions, promotions, taking on more responsibility, back to, hey, look at me. Look what I'm doing. At the same time, there was uh, some stresses in my marriage. So I turned to something I've been doing for quite some time, drinking alcohol. And Jesus just wasn't as important to me anymore because look at me, look what's going on. So I put my Jesus on a shelf. Mm. That would have the consequences that it should be for putting Jesus on the shelf. And that is, he would allow me to go there. He would allow me to go to the next trials and tribulations that would come my way. And those would end up being the first DUI that I had. And it was in a company vehicle, and it resulted in me losing my job, and it resulted in me putting some stresses on my marriage and on family. I won't tell you that I turned to Jesus. Sure, there's a few prayers there, but after the one-year probation, which I did not drink, I went back to drinking again. Mm-hmm. And the marriage still had its struggles, and a couple of years later, I had my second DUI. And it would cost me my job again. Wow. And my wife would end up divorcing me over it. And at that point, I was kind of rock bottom. And I finally turned back to Jesus. And I started an uphill battle in terms of, you know, what's it mean to be a Christian? What's it mean to be living for Christ? What's in it for, in terms of what I want to do as a, as a man, as, as a father, because I still had children, still had those responsibilities, you know, how is it all going to end up? Right. And make a long story short, uh, as I've reflected on it, I had to go through all those things to get to the point where I'm today. I praise his name for having gone through all those trials and tribulations because I wouldn't be the man I am today. Mm-hmm. Now, somebody might hear that and say, <laughs> that's just plain crazy. Mm-hmm. But we know this. You always have a choice when you have problems. You can choose to continue to go the path of least resistance. You can choose to go to the path of you're not going to do anything to address the situation. You can choose to go to the path of blaming someone for your situation. You can choose to go to the path where you're not going to take responsibility. And that doesn't mean that a Christian doesn't have those perspectives either. Christians can have that same perspective as well. But by the grace of God, I chose to learn from it. And after three years of being divorced, three years of trying to turn things around, still drinking, but not to the level, I would meet my beautiful girl, my bride, my best friend, Brooke. And she had been divorced for five years. And interesting enough, we both had a desire to get into a church together. And she had a high-profile job. She was doing well and I was doing well, and then she lost her job. And God used that to get us into church. And we got into a church, and then six months later, 
the church that we were in had a disciple program where you read about 80% of the Bible in the course of 18 months, meeting on a, on a regular basis to discuss what you're reading. Mm-hmm. I had never read the Bible, and I told her when she laid it out to me, I said, we don't have enough, I don't have enough time to make this happen. I see we're coming up on the 10-minute, yes. and there's things I'd like to further share with your audience, but let me close in prayer here. Amen. Thank you. Okay. Father and Jesus and Holy Spirit, I don't know why I'm anxious on sharing this story. I don't know why uh, I was having trouble getting the, the message out that, that I know is on my heart that I want to share with others. But I thank you for uh, just slowing me down and helping me get the, get the truth of what I went through, not, not to uh, vindicate me or to raise me up, but to point to the cross and point to you. I pray that the, this part two will be uh, an encouragement. And uh, again, I pr- prayerfully hope that it causes someone to come to know you Uh, We pray this in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Well, Terry, looking forward to tomorrow and uh, already been a blessing. And Terry, is there any way that people can contact you if they have questions or something goes off in their heart where they really want encouragement? Is there any way that people could reach you? Yes, I give them a phone number. Okay. Okay, it's area code 843-209-7846. The Lord has continued to use my drinking, my battle with drinking, witness to others. Praise God. Well, go ahead and reach out to Terry if you feel so led. And you can contact our ministry at 812-449-8147. We love you all. Please go talk to someone about Jesus today. And remember, Jesus thought about you on the cross at Calvary.